Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Motivation Suite, your dedicated source of all things motivation, inspiration, and mentorship. And I am your host, April Rogers, and I'm so excited and simply thrilled that you are tuning in today. As you may recall, in our last episode, we had had our very first freestyle chat, in which in that freestyle chat, we discussed the concept of seasons and describe seasons as that time frame in which guides us in being in tune with when we are looking at the opportunity for working towards achieving our goals. And looking at seasons and the elements that are incorporated into seasons as a triggering sense for us to know what season can result from our internal need to create and or pursue available opportunities. So in keeping with a trend of inspiration, I wanted to cover a second series titled The Dream Series, and which I'm so simply excited about because I find talking about exploring dreams and their meanings to be quite intriguing, really, and it can be quite helpful if uh, channeled somewhat right, right? So in that, as shared earlier, I'm fascinated with the dreams and be relative to our lives. So now what I mean by that, though, is understanding understanding how our sleeping state can represent certain times in our working state. In other words, sometimes what is needed to be addressed from our daily lives it tends to reenact itself possibly in our dreams, right? In your sleeping state. And sometimes this can happen because they may not have been issues or concerns that were addressed properly in our waking state, if you will, or our daily lives. Thereby, it translates our feelings of addressing the need for those concerns and action taking elements to take hold or maybe trying to figure out some kind of way as to why we're not doing that and moving forward in that way. So therefore, the dream series will provide discussions in two parts. The first part will be covering the different types of dreams, the ones that are the most popular and the ones that exist for most of us. A lot of us may actually experience these types of dreams. And so we wanna go ahead and kind of explore those popular dreams as well as the types of meanings that are associated with those dreams. And part two, we'll be covering, exploring how we can use those common dreams and the threads that are commonly flow through those types of dreams or steps and identifying direction for addressing concerns of action doing. So with that, let us get started now there are many sites that you can access information regarding this topic i mean you look up the word dreams and dream meanings and a plethora of informational sites comes out and tells you different areas and avenues that you can explore in that particular topic area and meaning however i really did find myself enjoying those descriptive narratives associated with dreams provided on the tuck.com and that is tuck to uck the titling of the dream blog or narrative that was provided on tuck.com was what do dreams mean and learning the meaning behind the dreams, right? So we'll go ahead and dive into utilizing some of the great information I want to share that I discovered that I felt was either helpful or just added to some of the things that I already knew. And nevertheless, it was a great way of incorporating different things that, you know, that I've been interested or know that I needed to take care of. Okay, so let's dive right on in. According to Tuck.com, the average person spends about six years of their life dreaming. 
And we have several dreams each night, even though we only remember about 5% of them. It also shares that scientists estimate that we dream at least four times per night, with each dream lasting between a few minutes to up to 20 minutes. Now, I don't know about you, but 20 minutes seems like quite a bit of time per dream. And to only remember 5% of them, I find that to be quite staggering. Additionally, you can dream in any stage of sleep, but you'll experience the most vivid and memorable dreams during the REM sleep, which is why some call it dream sleep. During REM sleep, your brain is extremely active, much more so than during any other stage of sleep. And it also states that a few reasons associated with this is pretty much broken down into three particular areas. The first being the activation synthesis hypothesis, which is identified by most non-believers in dreams as to basically just be where dreams are nothing more than the results of electrical impulses in our brains. The second element was psychologist Sigmund Freud's who believe that dreams unlock the key to unconsciously repressed conflicts that happen occurring through our lives. And the threat stimulation being the third element was a theory that was said to suggest that dreams are a biological defense for our mind uses to prepare us for life-threatening events by having us face our fears and other intense situations in a safe way. Now, I find those three reasons most commonly used or notified as why we dream to be pretty interesting. I would have to say that I find it to be a combination of both the psychologist Sigmund Freud's belief as well as the third option. And I feel that because I do see dreams as a way of reenacting certain elements or issues or concerns you may have in a way that may allow you, if you have the benefit of remembering them, will help you to determine maybe where you're finding certain issues that needs to be addressed. Or even sometimes it doesn't always have to be a, a, a concerning space, but also could be in a space of growth and maybe even giving you an okay, so to speak, that yeah, maybe I am going in the right direction and what my thought is or my feeling is. Nevertheless, it is an interesting way for your brain to basically be able to turn off from the everyday disruptions and kind of just free-flowingly explore whatever areas it needs to that is connected to maybe some of the, the things that you deal with throughout the day. It is also said that researchers do not know why we have so much trouble remembering our dreams, which remember as they shared earlier that they say that, that we pretty much remember about only 5% of our dreams, which I think is pretty low myself. So again, thought that was pretty interesting. The popular theory for that, tuck.com states, is that certain parts of our brain goes to sleep during REM, which is why we have a better job remembering the dreams than we had right before we wake up as the brain is starting to switch back on. So it's said to believe that you're in your deepest form of sleep prior to awakening. And so therefore, you may have an easier time uh, to remember those elements because it literally just happened, right? It's like almost like a, a movie going off in your head and, and you tend to remember sometimes those elements that are right before you're going into that next stage of, of waking consciousness. It has also uh, been shared that many inventors, artists, and others that we may consider great thinkers actually attribute their own best creative work to dreams. 
So apparently, a gentleman by the name Elias Howe, who was the inventor of the sewing machine, figured out how to make the needle work while Mary Shelley got the idea of her novel Frankenstein from their dreams. It is also noted that golfer Jack Nicholas discovered a new way to hold his golf club during a dream. So how interesting is that, right? Dreams not only can address the elements of repressed feelings and conflicts that you're dealing with, but as I was sharing earlier, it also can be an inspiring way or a way of coming up with ideas that creatively kind of kicks off a spark, if you will, into helping you come up with new ways of doing things when you sit down to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, whether it's making something, pursuing something, learning something, whatever that is, sometimes those dreams can act as triggers in a positive way, not always having to just address conflict that you may be dealing with. So I thought that to be pretty fascinating as well. Furthermore, during our dreams, our mind tosses out random images and ideas in ways that we connect during the day because they don't seem logical. These abstract associations may help us think up creative ways of solving a problem, which again lies in, in, in the examples that Tuck.com had provided with the, the previous three creators or inventors that, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're in your waking mind, you're so logical, you're so uh, focused on certain things. And sometimes, depending on what's going on, you may not be able to free range your thought process, if you will. And that's why I find it so fascinating when I meet creative people, just how much their mind can open up, right? How they can see things sometimes in different ways that you may not at first on the face of it understand, but when you start to see how it works itself out, it starts to make sense and you kind of wonder, well, why did I think of that in the first place, right? So it does seem to stand to make a lot of sense that these things can happen and then turn into ways of making it more creative for you to come up with, you know, anything, right? And if nothing else, feeling more confident about the direction that you wish to go when making certain decisions and obtaining certain goals. Now, I don't know about you, but I find those elements right there alone simply fascinating. And I find it also fascinating learning and understanding the benefits and related connections of our waking world and seeing how quite intriguing it is and helpful to make these meaningful connections with the dream state to our desired interests and goals, which is really what this is all about, right? It's about utilizing our dreams to our best abilities to move forward in a strategic way. So in order to assist us with understanding how our dreams lay out synopsis, if you will, and how it allows us to utilize them and knowing how we should move forward in an intended way, it really is helpful to be aware of some of those commonly known reasons for different types of dreams that allow us to collectively come up with the reason why things are happening the way they are, looking at ways to understand how we can make those into things or turn them into things or use them as guide points. Sometimes it's just intuitional type of dreaming. Maybe it could be that you're going a certain path and you start to have that so much on your mind that, you know, eventually when you go to sleep, you may dream about that and it may wake you up with the 
concept of understanding that maybe that's not really the route I should go. So maybe I should try this. Again, utilizing in a strategic way, in a working way, those dreams that you are able to remember to put forth. And I do find in my own personal experience, when I am going through different situations or trying to go through different programs or processes, whether it be work-related or project-related or even relationship-related, that I find that if it's something that's very heavy on my mind, I tend to dream about them in some way. It may not be that very day, but sometimes within a you know, very short period of time, within days or weeks, it could be that it will come back and manifest itself in that way. And so, although I may not have been so in tune to that at a younger age, as I matured, I started to kind of find more connection to that. And also, you know, just in conversation with friends and colleagues, when we talk about dreams and just some of the wacky ones that we have, but also some of the meanings behind them and kind of like finding a certain thread that seemed really relevant to what we might have been going through. So always fascinating to use whatever tools you can, right, to get what you need to go in a logical manner, even though sometimes dreams may be illogical. So that's really important for us to be open-minded, if you will, to that concept. It's just a way of opening up your brain in a giving way to what you want to do, what you desire to do, and just being more free in your thinking in that way. So in that same vein, I want to share with you some of the types of dreams and the associated meanings of those dreams commonly had by many of us. And as I'm going through the list of those dreams and the different meanings of those dreams, I hope that, you know, it'll allow you to trigger you into thinking about some of those dreams and just maybe having a different understanding about what they mean and you know, for those who don't know or like to appreciate some validation in what you may have already thought. Because I'm pretty sure there's many of us who think about this tact um, in just our everyday life and making decisions. So with that, let's go ahead and just dive right on in. Okay, there is uh, quite a few. So I'll just go ahead and read through them and just give the meanings and um, let's have a little fun with that. <laughs> let's see, the first one that's up to bat is the naked dream. Now, have you ever had a dream and which you were fully aware that you were naked in your dream. Well, it is suggested that dreamers who are trying to hide something from others or are unprepared for something and afraid of being exposed may experience these types of dreams. Also, how the dreamer and the other people in the dream feel about the nakedness is also telling. Meaning, if other people don't care, there's probably nothing to worry about. However, if they are so shocked and offended, it may be an indication that the anxiety that the dreamer is feeling is well-founded. And on another note, if the dreamer doesn't care about being naked, then the nudity may be an expression of self-confidence. Well, that's quite interesting. Now, I can see by that descriptor of a naked dream, probably just randomly happens, <laughs> could be one that feels of a bearing, right? If you're naked, you... All things show there's nothing to hide everything is out there so if you are dealing with something in which you are maybe a little concerned about possibly being exposed in that way or have some anxiety about coming out of, of some situation it's possible that that could occur but if you do experience that now you have at least a pathway to understanding what the reasons possibly could be and then on the flip side of that 
it could also be if look if you don't care and you're free about this that it could just be showing an express of self-confidence in your being in your life and whatever that you are working through so as you can see there's a flip side of the coin to probably most types of common dreams so next up we have the falling dreams now i know just for memory that I've had a few of these in my time, but uh, it's been quite some time though that I've had them. So, but anyways, it states that when having a falling dream, it's basically showing that you are in a state of anxiety, possibly. These dreams express fear or insecurity over something the dreamer feels they have no control over. Hence why they can't stop falling. Sometimes the sensation or dream of falling precedes a hypnic jerk in which the dreamer's body jerks real fast as they wake up while falling asleep. Hypnic jerks are said to be completely normal once in a while. However, if they happen more frequently, it could be due to stress, illness, or the intake of caffeine or another type of drug. And I have to say that there was a few times when I was in high school that I <laughs> experienced that. And it was kind of weird because it kind of came out of nowhere uh, type of dream. And it, they, they happened during a period of time. And then after that, I, I never experienced any more. Basically, the scenario of being in class and kind of falling asleep <laughs> to whatever's going on. Uh, obviously, uh, either I wasn't really interested in what was happening or I was bored by the, the teaching method that was going on at the time. But anywho, I kind of just dozed off, didn't really realize you're dozing off, but you do, and all of a sudden you just feel this big, like, shocking jerk, like, boom. And I, just now, with uh, the uh, information that I read about hyphenate jerks, even knew what that was called, although it was a real violent feeling type of jerk. And it would happen right when you get up, and of course you're real embarrassed, <laughs> you know, hoping that nobody saw you, and I don't even know if anyone did, no one reacted to it, but, you know, it was kind of uh, embarrassing, I remember, at the time. And so I'm kind of glad that those don't happen anymore. <laughs> Did I necessarily feel that I was anxious about something at that time? It's quite possible. I mean, you know, you're learning different things. It could have been something going on personally that I could have been concerned about. I don't think it was anything about a test. I probably wouldn't have been falling asleep in the first place. <laughs> but it may have been of something else. And so I wish I had known more about the reason why and had really looked into it at that time. Because maybe I could have addressed whatever that issue was at that time. But nevertheless, that was happening in a short period of time. And it doesn't happen anymore. So <laughs> I'm grateful for that. And obviously, that means that something was resolved right next up is the running dream now it said that some people experiencing running dreams in which they can't stop running or can't start running I guess no matter how much they want to okay so let me say that again it is a, a element in which you can't start running which means you can't get away right no matter how much you want to flee the significance of a running dream is similar to falling dreams because both suggest a lack of confidence or a sense of powerlessness. Running dreams may also occur during sleep paralysis, which is a transitional phase between sleep and waking. Sleep paralysis is a REM paranomsomnia or abnormal behavior that occurs during sleep when experiencing paralysis. The sleeper's mind is awake, but their body is not. So they experience an inability to move with conscious awareness. 
Now I have to admit that that is pretty scary and also would like to admit that I've experienced that and they are in a short spell of time but you never know when that situation can reoccur and so I can best describe to you when I was reading the actual explanation that they gave in regards to what this is it's very true I would normally would feel them mostly when I was sleeping on my back and it would be just out of nowhere I would wake up my eyes would pop up open and I can see and hear things around me but I could not move like I could not move out a turnover twist up wake up anything and you literally felt like your whole body from your mind basically down was just stuck couldn't move nothing and it is very scary because you like why is this happening and you don't know what's happening your mind starts racing and sometimes you'll try to you'll feel that you're fighting from within to get up to move and it can be very frightening very scary I remember watching a television show where a young lady actually was sharing that story um, of dealing with that and it was probably the first time that I ever heard of anyone else experiencing that so you know it's just interesting when you start um, opening your mind to different things and you know just kind of doing exploration into things that you start to find that more people are feeling some of the same things that you were feeling you know I always thought it was very weird and I didn't understand why it was happening but it was quite frightening nevertheless so I tend to change the way I sleep the best I can. I mean, I can't help it if I flip through the middle of the night, right? But a lot of times I will be more inclined to sleep on my side because really just have a slight fear of that happening again. So if anyone has experienced that, those are a real thing. And you are not alone. <laughs> All right, so in talking about that, well, interesting enough, what might be the next dream that you would uh, think that could be a common one? Well, of course it would be the chase dream. The dream where you're being chased throughout, right? So chase dreams are said to be another common dream that stems from anxiety. Typically, they suggest the dreamer is avoiding a problem while the person or thing uh, chasing them generally represents that problem being avoided. Uh, cut to the chase kind of, <laughs> no pun intended, but pretty direct and what that means and makes sense that you're running and maybe it might seem like a person that you're running from but ideally it probably isn't it could be a thing so yeah any of those types of dreams and you might feel like oh my gosh you kind of panicked maybe look more into what is the types of things that are you're going through in your day-to-day -day that may describe a concept of something that you're trying to avoid doing whether it's avoiding doing some type of a work element or avoiding a confrontation some kind of conversation and really start addressing that situation and that maybe with that you'll tend to see less or uh, experience less of those types of dreams so I'm pretty sure a lot of us have experienced that one and I can see why that would be on the list as a common dream if the dreamer it says is the person doing the chasing the dream could represent a goal they are currently working toward or something they want that feels out of reach these types of dreams often result from anxiety. So a dream about chasing something or someone could represent a feeling of falling behind on expectations and some part of our life, right? So here's another one of those dreams that can have a flip side to the coin. You know, either you're running away from something uh, potentially that is uh, something you're trying to avoid or you're trying to run to something that you feel is out of reach and you're trying to get to it. So 
again, take an examination of what you may be experiencing through your day to day will help you to be able to determine which side of the coin of that type of dream you're on and then being address, able to address those uh, issues or concerns is the next step that you want to do. Next up is the test dreams. Now, in test dreams, a person sees themselves taking an exam or suddenly realizing that they're wholly unprepared for an exam about to happen. In either scenario, it suggests the feeling of being unprepared for something significant, such as a test, a presentation at work, or even a social situation like meeting your partner's parents. Alternately, test dreams could signify that feeling over-scrutinized about something in real life. And again, makes sense. So if you find yourself having those types of dreams, being fearful, you may want to take a look at what types of elements that are going on in your day-to-day -day that you feel that you may not be prepared enough or that you're just really concerned or nervous about and address those things. So if it is a situation of not feeling prepared for about a presentation, maybe it might be helpful to have a little bit of a checklist of ideas, whether you jot them down as little notes or whether you actually have a checklist of things, you know, hey, a, did I take care of this? B, did I take care of that? Sometimes having a presentation may not just be about the speaking element of whatever your topic is in front of whoever it may be. It could be making sure the room is available, that the lighting is correct, that you have the right people in charge of it. So there's different elements that can go into that particular situation and which can cause some a little bit of nervousness. So the best way to do is truly make sure that you have jotted yourself down things to be more prepared prepared for. Now, being a little nervous is okay. And sometimes being prepared to the nth degree and still feeling a little nervous is okay too. I tend to feel sometimes when there is a little nervousness attached to that particular element, it keeps you a little bit more laser focused on what you're doing. So you can use that you know, nervousness or nervous energy to your benefit. Uh, so just remember that. And if, again, if you are prepared, it's never a bad thing to be over-prepared, right? It's never a bad thing to just recheck things a couple of times. And then after that, you're done. And then you go for what you know, right? Because if you are prepared and you know the topic, you know what you're going to be discussing, then you should then at that point, just have faith in yourself that you're going to do good. And you know what? It's okay if it's not 100% perfect. Now, eh, someone might say, you know, April, look, it may depend on what that presentation is. And I understand that. But being human is okay, too. And, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, not everybody is always very comfortable in that position. So, you know, being prepared means knowing your information, knowing that you can do it, rehearsing it a few times, and then, you know what, going for what you know. And there you have it. <laughs> if you're is situation that it might be a social situation that could be a little nerve-wracking you know maybe going into some kind of networking party or gathering or event of some sort and you know so there may be some other things that you may want to prepare yourself with and making that easier for you to be able to speak to other people and get yourself out there and there's lots of really wonderful tools that you can do with that you know start with your closest friends and stuff and sometimes you kind of just practice hey i want to you know some not everybody's really good with small talk right sometimes that's kind of uncomfortable that you get you know to the hello how you doing and then what do you do and this is what i do and then it's this awkward silence. <laughs> so there are uh, nice uh, tools out there to help you engage in a, even a practice of that to just get more comfortable with speaking with people. And sometimes that could be when you're just out and about, 
you know, saying hello to someone, maybe complimenting somebody on something, or if you're in a store, you see somebody picking out something and it kind of, they're kind of, you know, trying to decide from one thing or another. If you have an opinion about one, you know, it's sometimes it's really nice to just say, hey, you know what? I actually tried this particular product and I think this is a good product to use. You might want to try that. You know, that's a helpful tool to somebody, right? Because it gives them an opportunity to hear real life someone's opinion about something they're trying to choose. So, you know, doing those types of just small things, small actionable things can be very helpful in getting yourself more comfortable in a social situation. Maybe having some kind of elements, not necessarily prepared speech, if you will, but having something things that you may want to talk about. So get familiar about what that event is that you're going to, right? Whether it is a networking for different business interests, um, where it is a particular company event, get yourself familiar about the elements of whatever that scenario is based out of and start kind of thinking your mind type of things that you would be interested in talking about and maybe hearing about and you could spark conversation that way. So, you know, again, just a you know, a small tip that can help in great dividends when you're in those type of situations. And also, of course, you know, hey, look, the meaning of your partner's parents. Well, that could be very nerve wracking. I feel that if you find yourself to be very confident in yourself, not arrogant, remember, confident in yourself and who you are as a person, that that will smooth over and you'll be fine. The bottom line is you can't, you know, control or sometimes even predict how others will be and receive of you. So all you do is put your best foot forward, how you know, and be yourself. Be confident and be yourself. And whatever is, will be, period. Because at least when you're being yourself and you're confident with that, you can be comfortable in your own skin. And that is probably one of the most beautiful things that one could embody. And hopefully that will be a help. And also remembering that, you know, feeling over scrutinized, sometimes we can put so much pressure on ourselves. I think a lot of us, if not all of us, <laughs> are guilty of that, that we criticize ourselves so much more than anybody else ever could. So, you know, try to find a way to get a handle on that and there's different ways to do that but in this particular situation when you're meeting someone I knew that of someone who is important to you or that you hope will be someone that will continue to be important to you that you look at whatever it is about yourself and just be confident about yourself because look if someone is actually bringing you to meet someone who is important to them such as their parents then that must mean you're pretty special right in most cases anyways I, I mean there are the serial people who will introduce anybody to everybody but <laughs> but you know quality when you get it right you know quality when you have it so <laughs> looking at that perspective you know if you're in a quality situation a situation that makes you happy that is healthy and someone is now said you know what I value you and our relationship now mind you I say that and in the same vein you don't need someone else to value you Okay, you value you, but not to get too further off of the topic of this element, but just saying that that person values that relationship and how important that person is to them to where they want to present you. So 
hopefully that could be another tip to be helpful when you are getting to that point that yeah this person really feels something special in our relationship special in our union that they want to share that and that alone can help boost the confidence that you can have and someone overshadow that feeling of nervousness but you know a little bit of nervousness is okay sometimes it keeps you focused and on your game if you will <laughs> okay so enough about that and and maybe more about that in some future <laughs> conversation but let's go ahead and get back up to these dreams okay so next up is the teeth dreams now yes ladies and gents <laughs> you heard me correctly the teeth dreams I didn't even know there was a such thing but from what I read I don't ever want to experience it but here we go <laughs> teeth dreams are said to be another common dream in which teeth dreams people experience their teeth falling out or suddenly realize they have no teeth it is said that dream experts believe that teeth are a symbol of personal power and communication skills now that part I can see right the connection of that so without them we feel powerless embarrassed and unable to communicate now like as I shared before that's not a dream I'm interested in ever having uh, and uh, uh, yeah and it probably would freak me out if I didn't read more about what that meant and didn't understand like, what is that is that a sign that you're gonna tell me I ain't gonna have no teeth what is going on here so <laughs> but anyways if a dream like that should occur, I will now have a better understanding as to why it is occurring and make strides in addressing those areas in which I am feeling powerless or embarrassed and unable to communicate. So that element I find to be very important because again, you know, these things are figuratively, right? They're not always uh, literally, it's figuratively, it's symbolism. So I can see how that would, because naturally if that occurred, really, you probably would feel those same feelings right and want to find ways to try to fix it so in a dream it symbolizes those things of lack of communication and embarrassment and powerlessness so you want to take a closer look at to what may be occurring and make strides to make changes for that effect to be different okay so although a very interesting dream to have on its face has a lot of great meaning to it and i think it'd be a lot of practical things that one can do to try to resolve those elements and then therefore maybe not be experiencing those types of dreams anymore so next up we've got prophetic dreams or prophetic dreams excuse me um some people believe that they have prophetic dreams that predict the future right if a dream comes true however it is most likely due to the coincidence and efforts to make it come true or it being something the dreamer has been visualizing and working on rather than the dream actually being able to truly be prophetic and telling the future so again back to the reason for this series is looking at dreams and being able to use those dreams to our benefit using those dreams to help foster whatever we need to get to achieving those goals and moving forward right and being able to use those dreams as a guideline as to uh, representing how we may be feeling even if we are not acknowledging that feeling okay so it does stand to be really comforting to know that hey if you are dreaming about something that actually comes to fruition and what do we always say dream big no dream is too crazy I guess if you will or too uh, out there to to achieve right that's it's the 
open-ended skies the limit or maybe not the limit you know for further stratosphere elements being able to do whatever it is that you need to do so in an essence isn't that what a dream is right so for individuals who feel that dreams are a way of telling you the future well it may also could be one that can look at it from the perspective of it may be showing you the designed way of your future right giving you something that actually represents itself as a goal that you want to achieve and you see it happening it's manifesting and you want to do what you need to do to take those steps to get to that dream and that makes a lot of sense <laughs> and these are the things that i share in in some of our episodes about you know seeing your goals seeing what it is that you're trying to achieve you have to envision it you have to feel that you have already accomplished that because you need to start building that confidence base in order to try to move forward in that element right so it always helps to visualize it happening what do you think dream boards come from right it's a visualization of the things that you want to achieve or to obtain by doing whatever it is you're doing to get there so whether it's starting a new business working on a project getting a new job whatever the case may be these are elements that are put out there and forth for you to look at tangibly and make those strides those necessary tasks to take in order to achieve that goal so there you have it <laughs> a really good way of understanding the concept and the relationship of a dream and what you want to do and then making it come to fruition so it's not the dream per se that's making it happen it's you it's you and because you have that power that innate ability to strive for what you need to do right so you just got to determine what those tasks are right determining what the bigger elements are what you need to do what versus what you should do versus if it's working all those things so again there you go the consummate element of a dream <laughs> next up is the complex dreams now some complex dreams seem to go on for hours following through a complex epic like storyline because these vary so widely from person to person there is no consensus on what these dreams mean regardless you can consider them a source of creativity now i want to share an example of a dream that i had like this because i really didn't know what this dream meant i didn't understand why i was having it it didn't make any sense but i tell you what the ride was enjoyable <laughs> now basically throughout my experience as far as my journey of life i've lived in a lot of different places and have experienced a lot of different things met a lot of different people so i had this dream where and i've had it a couple of times it's not something i have often but nevertheless it's so cool of a dream to have because i didn't understand what was going on right it was like a mosaic if you will so basically i've lived um in a lot of places very fortunate to have that experience in my life and i would start to dream of locations that i was at but i may be living in or being in a house that was from a different location and then i would have people from one aspect of coming in into the dream and interacting with me and then this person may have been someone I knew like years ago and they're, they're in the same room talking with the person that 
I just met maybe a couple months ago. I mean, it was like the weirdest thing. And uh, it wasn't a scary dream, um, like a nightmare or anything like that. It was just a, like a story was being told. And I love a good movie, okay? I mean, I, I think movies are great. <laughs> They're one of my favorite pastimes. But I just found it so interesting and I was trying so hard to find the meaning of what does this mean? I've got all these different pieces of images kind of flowing in. And none of it really made any sense, but the dream itself kind of made sense, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. The dream itself was so vivid and it, it it just was like just flowed and it was just okay. And I kind of remember like being kind of almost like a bystander of that dream. Like I could see the dream happening and I'm sitting there asking myself in this other space, what's going on here? You know? Um, but even though all these different things were taking place in the dream down to locations, the, the, the buildings I was in it, and the people <laughs> and even some of the topics, um, it just made sense in that. So I find that to be interesting when you're looking for the meaning of that, where you don't really find no meaning <laughs> or, Ooh, that's bad English. And it didn't find any meaning. <laughs> in this dream I can understand how it would be represent a, a, a space of creativity right because maybe there's like little things out of that dream you can kind of pick and choose from and come up with something with that right just utilizing it for creativity maybe not so much for a focused direction of anything but maybe it might help towards something else that you hadn't even thought about that you were thinking about or that you should be thinking about so I know that might sound a little bit I don't know <laughs> out there, I guess, but it's just quite interesting how it could maybe spark creativity in place that you don't expect that you would get creativity. And which I find that to be, you know, really cool in itself, right? Sometimes it almost reminds me of an element of your brain just really, you know, say, look, I'm just resting here. Okay. <laughs> so look, you dream all night long anyway, so let's go have some fun with it. So I appreciate that. I don't have a problem with that, okay? And <laughs> sometimes I don't, you know, you deal with so much during a day and during your work day that I don't want to be tasked in my sleep too. <laughs> so, so hey, I, I'm, I'm good with the epic movie that is fun and lighthearted, whatever that may be, and maybe it'll spark something in me for something I'm doing in a day. And, and it's just something to keep you balanced. So yeah, I, I don't mind a complex dream, <laughs> but now I understand what it is. Really just merely creativity based. So next up, we've got reoccurring dreams. Now, this is something that I have experienced often and reoccurring dreams are said to be those types of dreams that are much like the Groundhog Day. You remember that movie from, I don't know, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, something like that. They talk about that and it's basically, um, it's a repeat of what's going on, right? That it's a repeat type of dream dream the same thing over and over again you know how often that may occur while the dream itself repeats itself it doesn't always lend itself to a negative concept there are also a such thing though as recurring nightmares which i hope that you know we don't experience those too much right or at all to be honest with you both recurring dreams and nightmares though often related are related to unresolved conflict from our waking life right so again another one of those situations that if it keeps happening over and over again it's probably your subconscious telling you something so you want to solve that issue and the dream will likely go away so i like that right again 
like with some of the other dreams that were mentioned that you want to address what those issues are that may be happening during the day to day that you're struggling with and try to get those resolved and once that's resolved your subconscious is free from that and it can now move on to something else right so those are something to definitely take note of and i think that just by nature of them being reoccurring in itself makes you stand up to take a notice that what's this trying to tell me what's going on there's something that i should be doing or something that i know i should be doing or feeling and should be addressing so definitely one of those types of dreams you want to take note of so very nice to know that you know in retrospect if you solve that issue you probably won't have that same thing happen again uh, at least for that particular issue <laughs> so i had think i mentioned that i had actually experienced this myself and if i can recall because it has been a little bit of time since i've had that particular dream but it was a reoccurring dream that i had i want to say it occurred over like a year and a half period of time so it wasn't every single night but every so often within that period of a year and a half i had this same dream and for me it was a pretty daunting type of dream because one i couldn't stop dreaming it and i know at the time what i was dealing with right i knew that there were some changes that i deeply deeply wanted to make they were changes that were life altering and scary to make those change changes excuse me but i knew that i had to make it and this is how i felt during the day okay so a lot of angst into having this internal fight with myself about making this next step and sometimes decisions are like that i remember many years ago when i had to make another decision that was of this kind of significance and i was so torn up about that decision and initially i made one decision to go a certain direction right and everything was fine and then things happened obstacles that i would have thought were obstacles at that time but i think they were not obstacles per se but they were at that time and it made it to where I had to make a different decision and it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make and when I say one of the hardest I mean extremely emotional about that decision I felt even sometimes a little bit like a failure in this decision that that I, I felt like I was so pushed into a direction of having to do this because it was for the betterment of something but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so therefore the passion aligned with what my decision was. And I, you know, I had a lot of confidence in the initial direction I was going in. Okay. But things happened in life where I had to make a different choice where it made more sense to go what I like to call the more practical way, which in some cases in retrospect could be like, you know, maybe running away a little bit from that passion. Nevertheless, I made a point to say that I never want to ever make a decision that internally hurts so much to make again. I never want to feel that again because I really, in retrospect, feel that maybe, maybe the decision choice I made prolonged what I was going to do in the first place. And it was so painful because I probably should have went the direction that I initially made right so oh gives me chills thinking about that right now but nevertheless i move forward in the more practical sense way which had its benefits too but guess what i never ever lost my way of my thought of what i wanted to do initially and eventually i end up doing that 
But anywho, as it relates to this dream here, for reference to this particular uh, type of dream, this dream was one that, and I felt, you know, like you knew it was going to happen next, right? Because it happens so often. I would start off, you know, outside with a lot of people walking around, you know, just doing their day-to-day -day things. And it would be on the setting of a library. And this uh, library was a big library. And it didn't seem to be no issue for me to, or any issue. Ooh, what is going on with my words today? <laughs> any issue getting in right I had no problem getting into the library I wasn't really talking to anybody no one was really talking to me I kind of felt like I was just in the dream but maybe everything else around me was happening if you will and at some point throughout that reoccurring element I started seeing myself going through the dream acting it out so you know it, everyone was just doing their thing and all of a sudden nightfall comes down and I could got to a point where I even knew when nightfall is about to come and all of a sudden people just started disappearing and I was the only one left in that dream. And I could not get out of that library. This library had was a huge, huge uh, brick library, beautiful library, massive. And it would have these massive, like uh, almost uh, floor to ceiling windows where I could see out all around, but I couldn't get out. And it was, it was scary because I would, it was almost like I was going through a maze and I could never get out. Now I wasn't being chased and I wasn't chasing anyone, I guess maybe chasing the way out, but, but I don't think that that applied. So I was trying to get out and I just couldn't. Every door I tried, everything I tried, I could never get out of that stairwell after being in the main area. And that went on for months. And then eventually that dream started out the same way again but started to evolve and then i started having what i at that time was calling jumping dreams which meaning that other things from other places in my life was merging into what was happening it was so weird so there might have been a little bit of complexity going on here too but i would get to the, a door right and I was always by myself, okay? And then eventually I was able to open up a room space that was of a location that was from a building from another location, from somewhere else that I used to live. And I would see like all these people and they were having a, like a dinner, it was a fancy formal dinner and no one could see me. So it was almost like there was like an invisible glass, if you will. No one could hear me. I was yelling. I believe I was probably banging on the window and nobody could hear me. There was no connection, nothing. It was as if they were separately having an event and I wasn't, I didn't even exist. So that went on for a while. And then I noticed, because I started actually speaking about this stream. I started talking about it to family and friends, you know, just, you know, the ones that <laughs> would be open to just having a real conversation about, you know, there's something, this dream I'm having, this weird dream. And this is what's been going on. And when I shared it, yeah, I've been having this dream pretty much off and on for at that time might have been like, I don't know, maybe close to about a year. It was like kind of one of those things like, oh, wow, you better do something about that kind of thing. But I was pleasantly surprised that, the, you know, the people that I had in my life that I shared this with, because I felt this would be pretty personal at the time, you know, kind of understood and was like really trying to help me figure out maybe what was going on for me to have this dream. And I never really made the true connection of what was going on in my real life per se in such a forward way, right? It was more or less trying to figure out what is it I'm trying to get to and how can I not get out, you know, and be amongst the people. So, you know, so that went on again for almost about a year and then the dream shifted and it was like the most amazing thing. And the dream shifted to where now I had a person with me. 
and I was running along with this person. I don't really remember what this person looked like, to be honest with you, but I knew it was a, a person, someone who was with me, trying to get out with me, and they seemed to really know more of the way, okay? And we were not speaking verbally, but I felt like we were speaking telepathically, I guess, isn't that, well, from the mind. I hope I'm saying that right. Tele telekinetically. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Or one or the other. Anyways, forgive me. Um, so, but I can, like, kind of, not necessarily read their minds, but that's, that's what was happening. And, and, and what their narrative was, was like, you know, hey, look, come on, let's go. Let's do this. And I'm following along with them. And then they were able to get out of the library area. We're both able to get out of that. Get out of the stairwell. Get out to a door. Get back to that room with that formal eating area. And they were able to walk right through this invisible barrier. And now I'm seeing them amongst everybody and I'm still here. And the person turns around to me and, and motions me to come on, come on. And I remember sitting there being nervous and scared to go, but wanting so badly to get out of that space. And so I said, okay, you gotta get out of here. You can't stay here. And so I jumped through and I made it. And I remember when I had shared about that element, I had shared that completed dream, if you will, with someone. And this was someone who was very dear to a lot of people that, including myself, knew within my last uh, position that I worked in. And sadly, they have, they have passed away. At the time when I shared this element with them, uh, he turned around, looked at me, and he said, Maybe that, that dream, maybe that person that you were following, maybe that person was you. Mind blown. Never, ever thought of that. Never thought of that in a million years. Still gives me chills when I think about it now. And you can see it's very vivid to me. So, wow. You know, it was me. And it, that makes sense to what was going on and the decision that I needed to make. And I knew that it was time to make that decision. I couldn't stand back anymore. And eventually I did make that decision, which was a decision that I am very happy that I made in my life and very happy that I moved forward with. But it was not without a lot of going back and forth to myself, you know, arguing with myself and fighting with myself on what I should do. And it was kind of that proverbial fork in the road, if you will. And so I leaped. <laughs> so, you know, hey, <laughs> it was a good, it was, it was a good decision. And I'm so grateful and thankful to that individual because it was just, he said it was such effortlessness. I mean, it was not even like he even had to think about it. it just came out. Maybe that was you. So in other words, I had to save myself. And, you know, a lot of times I think about that. And, and what I think about it now is that, you know, we are our own heroes. We have innately what we need, right, inside to do what we need to do. So, you know, continue blessings <laughs> to that special person who really enlightened me about something. And it made me think of things differently. And as a result, when I made the change that I made, and when I made the decision that I was going to make that change and go through those steps, that dream did not recur again. So very amazing way of understanding when you solve a problem and you don't always have to know 
how everything will line up in the end. Sometimes we don't have that benefit, but you know, solving that issue and moving by faith and moving forward is a powerful thing. And such an indicator that when I made that decision, and it was a decision I had, like I said, grappled with for a long time, it made it so much easier to now just focus on what you need to do for that decision. No more are you going to fight yourself on what you need to do and the choice that you needed to make. So let that be a lesson <laughs> to anyone who are experiencing those things now or ever have. And so you have a better understanding when that time comes again, you know, that you have to be true to what your heart desires and see how that works, you know, effectively in your situation, right? You know, you want to be smart about the decisions you make and prepared in the decisions you make. But don't let the fear of making decisions stop you from making those decisions, okay? Don't let them stop you from moving forward because you have to move forward, right? You have to get to the other side. So hopefully that will be of some help to someone and to hopefully many of you in the community because it definitely was an eye-opener for me. <laughs> okay, so next up, they talk about nightmares and tuck.com and I think we all pretty much know what that is, right? We all know what a nightmare is. It's a very frightening set of events that you don't wanna remember probably when you wake up. But if you're like me, I try, if I'm having a nightmare, that I kind of feel like I'm having an outer experience in the nightmare. I try to forcefully wake myself up out of it. And I've done that many times and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in that because it could either be so scary or you feel whatever's about to happen next is gonna be so scary that you're not gonna be able to deal with it. So, you know, just, you know, it's, it's very common. And sometimes I was successful at doing that. Sometimes I was not. Uh, nevertheless, if I had a nightmare that was scary enough, I, it would feel a little bit disturbing to me. So, you know, not very fun to do those. But the textbook definition that is given is that nightmares are said to be a common parasomnia type of dream that happens for both children and adults, although they are said to be more common during childhood. Nightmares can stem from anxiety, stress, and conflict in daily life. So there you have it. Uh, or sometimes I always took it as if I saw something that was kind of scary before I went to bed, you best believe I'm going to be probably having some dream about it later on or some other wild, weird situation that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nevertheless, I guess because of that, there will be anxiety and stress and <laughs> conflict in that element. So if nightmares do become a regular thing, they would be considered a sign of something in your life that is causing fear or anxiety that you really do need to address. So they can also be an unfortunate side effect of some medications or drugs, and they are a present symptom of many trauma disorders such as PTSD. So I found that to be quite inf informational there as well. And of course, if these are things that you are experiencing in any abnormality, you want to make sure that you, you know, you see your, your doctor. So it's very important to, to do that and address those things. Additionally, nightmares are uh, distinct from night terrors. So I don't know if some of you might have been aware of what night terrors are, and I know sometimes it's said that a lot of kids have those. So tuck.com shares that unlike nightmares, which occur during the REM sleep, which is that, you know, that sleep, sleep, deep sleep time, night terrors typically take place during sleep in the earlier half of the night. It's when a person is experiencing a night terror looks awake, which I think that's pretty, whew. Okay, so may scream or move violently and open their eyes even though they are still asleep. 
once woken, the person usually has no recollection of that night's here. So that can be very scary. I, I could only imagine for someone who's actually seen someone go through that, especially like if it's a parent of a child that's experiencing those. And, you know, so I could find that to be very scary or even if an adult has one. So, but nevertheless, that is the distinction that Tuck.com has shared in relation between nightmares and night terrors. It does say like nightmares, night terrors are also more common in childhood. For the most part, people tend to grow out of them, although they do accompany certain disorders such as autism. And of course, I will share with those parents who may have children that are experiencing a number of night terrors episodes that you should consult your you know, family physician for any questions or guidance in dealing with those occurrences. So very important just to share that if you are experiencing those types of things, you want to go ahead and seek help from a physician. Next up, flying dreams. So this is kind of interesting. Flying dreams are said to possibly reflect a new outlook on life. I'm so glad we were able to get into something that's a little bit more light. (laughs) Or a general feeling of security and happiness. Unless, of course, oh, here we go. Your flight runs into trouble. (laughs) In that case, a flying dream may symbolize you feeling that there is an obstacle blocking you in your life. So therefore, if your dream flight is accompanied by fear, that obstacle may represent a challenge that you feel insecure about. Also, flying dreams are a common lucid dream. As many lucid dreamers focus on making themselves fly as part of the what they call the mild technique. And we'll cover more on that in just a moment. So basically, fine dreams are a concept of uh, lucid dreams. So that's quite interesting. So let's go ahead and, and talk about what lucid dreams are so we can make that connection. It says that lucid dreams are dreams where the dreamer realizes they're dreaming, but many people wake up from the lucid dreams. And I think that's part of like what I was explaining in some of those, where I thought I was having like an out of body type of experience in my dream like I'm kind of like another character in the dream like I'm watching the narration of it I guess that may be what it was I was having somewhat of a lucid dream so that would make sense however there are some who like to explore lucid dreams just like visualization proponents of lucid dreaming believe they have real world application lucid dreams are an opportunity to explore problems from their waking life for individuals to explore those problems, such as learning to be confident or getting better at an athletic skill. So that would seem like something very detailed, if you will, to help build up. And again, you know, someone using that type of subconscious thought being your dream to help you in your waking life, which is what all this is about, right? Lucid dreaming is a challenging technique to learn. However, so fewer than 100,000 Americans have actually mastered it. I would not be one of those people. (laughs) The reflection technique was the first lucid dreaming technique. It was the first lucid dreaming technique to enjoy widespread popularity. It involves training your mind to constantly check in during the day, asking yourself if you're awake or asleep. Okay. Now the mild technique, remember I mentioned that just a second ago, it's said to be the mnemonic indiction of uh, lucid dreams. It is the most successful lucid dreaming technique today. It leverages the reflection technique and expands on it. Now, before you go to sleep, you tell yourself to remember your dream. This is how this works. And then start focusing on a recent dream. You begin to explore the dreamscape and practice taking actions during that dream, such as choosing where to walk around or fly. Oh, that is really 
cool. <laughs> Over time, practicing the mild technique can lead one to consistently experience lucid dreams while you are asleep. Now, that's pretty interesting because what that's telling me is that you can control your dreams now. So, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, any of you <laughs> tried that type of a technique. I would love for you to leave a comment and tell me how that's working for you because I find that to be quite fascinating. Now, I hate to do it to you guys, but we're going to flow back into another common dream. Going back a little bit more, I don't want to say necessarily on the darker side, but more of a challenging side. And that's the death dreams. Now, I have experienced a few of these dreams and felt extremely terrified, um, but they weren't quite nightmares, I don't think. They were, no, they weren't really. I mean, I guess you could say like it felt like a nightmare, but it wasn't. It was legitimately a death dream, either death of someone or something. So, any event, I would feel terrified in that dream and worried when I woke up. So I was extremely like, oh my gosh, what is that supposed to be happening? What is that telling me kind of feeling? And so much so that I actually got up in the middle of the night of one of those types of dreams. I think it was like about three something in the morning and I started <laughs> Googling what exactly this meant. So, you know, hit the internet <laughs> is what I did. And, and I did find some very comforting narrations of what a death dream is and actually some funny ones associated with it. So I felt a little bit better, but I started using that as a tool because it made a lot of sense of what that represented and it didn't represent literally what I was seeing or thinking at the time on the onset. So I do remember these types of dreams typically very vividly and I tend to reference them often when I'm facing certain changes that are more or less life altering. So they tend to be things that came about when I was having a pivotal moment that was about to occur or needed to occur or I was trying to make it occur that directly affected the trajectory of my life or even someone who was a loved one um, that was also affected by that situation as well. They say death dreams that, that I experienced anyways fell in the timing of major issues of concerns and oddly enough I, I thought well, this is actually what I thought at the time. But even though I was extremely worried when I woke up, I did feel that the dream was trying to tell me something, like my subconscious rather was trying to tell me something, that I need to pay attention to something. And that's again what made me wake up in the middle of the night and start looking up, what is this, you know, what is that, you know, trying to tell me? So when I was doing some research on death dreams, I took a small little detour to dreammoons.com. And they had a really nice synopsis of what death dreams really meant. So I'm going to go ahead and just share what I actually found to be quite interesting. So it states basically dreaming of your own death symbolizes interchanges and transformation, self-discovery and positive development that is happening with you or your life. You are undergoing a transitional phase and are becoming more enlightened or spiritual. Big changes are ahead for you where you are making a new start and leaving the past behind. If you are getting married or divorced or being promoted to a new position or moving to a new country, you may experience dreams of your own death. If you dream of faking your death, then it suggests that you are taking control of your life and making a fresh start. And this element is something that you feel that this fresh start is because you want to make a change in your life. It also shares that if you dream that your ex has died, it is your subconsciousness way of telling you that the relationship is dead and that you are moving on. To dream about the death of your living parents indicates that you are undergoing a significant change in your waking life. Your relationship with your parents has evolved into a new realm. 
And as a child reaches certain milestones and grows into an adult, dreaming of their death is symbolic of their own self-discovery, transformation, transition into the new stage of life. Now, I found that to be quite interesting because really it kind of goes to the old adage that for something to be born, something else has to be done. So in order for a rebirth, a death of something has to occur, an ending of something has to occur. So it was quite interesting and I really enjoyed the synopsis provided from dreammoods.com. So I do recommend you along with the tuck.com to go out and check out dreammoods.com as well because it just has a lot of great information in there in regards to death dreams. It also further discuss information in regards to self-sacrifices, death dreams that are about missing a characteristic, death dreams that are associated with resentment dreaming of someone who was already passed on. So there's a lot of information there. And, and, and in its wrap up, it basically says that your dream of death should usually not be taken literally, right? Like we were sharing a lot of this information, stuff that we experience in these dreams are figuratively and should be looked at is symbolic. So it says to look at that dream death as symbolic, right? Of something in your waking life that is changing or ending. So uh, like I said, a, a new birth of something or rebirth rather of something is got to usually happen or occur because of an ending of something. And again, it could be a relationship, a job, position, a trek, element in life where you're going a certain way and you decide you know what I want to change course and do something else well something has to transition out of that one to the other so you know it takes a lot when you think about that type of a dream it takes a lot of that scary element about that dream out of it because it really isn't about the actual death of someone in that way that you're dreaming it but it's about the end of something and if it's about a person it's usually a relationship or change of that relationship it doesn't always have to be a bad thing it can also be a very good thing, a very inspiring thing, indicator that this is happening or going to happen or that you're dealing with it at that time. So, you know, what I found after reading the description that the dreammoves.com had provided, it provided a true sense of comfort and knowing that these dreams are not necessarily doom or gloom dreams, you know, but are indication of as I shared before, rebirth and a newness and in a lot of ways, a sense of freedom, you know, depending on what that is. So with that, I feel much better about having those types of dreams and, and less inclined to feel nervous about them, but really try to explore what is going on and what that may mean for me. So I hope that you've been enjoying this thus far because, you know, there seems to be tend to be a lot of common dreams that we all have here that just have some really great informative meanings attached to them. So lastly, going to go into the realm of daydreaming, which seems such a lighthearted, non-heavy way <laughs> of, of escaping in the mind. So, <laughs> But sometimes being away and escaping in that element is such an inspirational thing to do. It allows you to just wander a little bit and in some kind of happy place, if you will. So daydreaming, I think is extremely healthy. Uh, you can't do it all day, but I think it's extremely healthy. <laughs> it, you know, it's one of those things because it, it allows you the ability to do those what if play outs in your mind about different things and, and, and looking at maybe positive results and effects from those. Now, unlike the rest of the REM dreams on this list, daydreams occur while we're awake, right? We all have experienced them. We've all had them. We all know what those are but they are at a different level of consciousness where our imaginations take over. And on average, people may spend up to two hours of their day daydreaming. Now, you know, on its face, two hours, gosh, that seems like a lot of time, but you know, and that may be, 
if you see someone actually doing it consistent amount of time right but I guess you know when you add up all the main times where you may feel that your money's escaped somewhere whether it's because you're doing something and you just kind of want to escape that mundane that all that time on average could come up to about the two hours so I guess I could, I could go along with that <laughs> now I find that again you know to be fascinating because I never worry on how long I may myself have been daydreaming but Nevertheless, I always felt it's a healthy way of exercising something and getting away to a happy place. That's always how I looked at daydreaming. So, you know, I don't mind having those, <laughs> to say the least. So, again, you know, I'm just so excited that you're all able to tune into today's episode. You know, I've always found dreams and their meanings to be such a wonderful element of exploration. It's quite interesting knowing and having a better understanding about dreams and how they can interpret what your waking thoughts and concerns are and how they play out in a way that allows you to take a closer look regarding your feelings and decisions that need to be made in your day-to-day lives. So I find them to be a very empowering tool to use when you are opened to do so. Therefore, I do encourage you to embrace your dreams, no matter how scary or confusing they may be, and look to how you can utilize them to helping you move forward in handling those important elements in your life. So, you know, there was a lot of running things in our dreams that we talked about and being able to find the time to address those dreams and more or less address what may be causing those dreams, I think is important and can be very healthy and, you know, just helpful for you in dealing with what you may be trying to avoid to deal with or may have a lot of questions on how to deal with them. So, you know, just actively strategically using those dreams is such a, I think, a bonus and a wonderful tool to use in those times. can be very helpful. So, you know, I hope that you found this to be interesting and enjoyable for you in understanding those types of elements and, you know, really applying them strategically to your everyday life, really, at the end of the day. And with that, I really do hope that you found today's part one of the dream series, an overview of the most common dreams and their meanings, helpful and insightful for exploring the deeper meaning into your own dreams and understanding what your sleeping consciousness could be telling you or trying to tell you. And as always, I would love for you to continue on this journey of exploration and become part of the Motivation Suite community by following so you never miss a weekly episode. And please feel free to share this podcast with others as I would love them to be a part of the community as well. Motivation Suite Podcast, along with being invited on this platform, can also be found in Apple's iTunes store. And with that, thank you again for listening. And I hope that you continue to have a wonderfully productive rest of your week. And I look forward to you tuning in next time for our next installment of this journey. Take care. <music>